chapter four of jesus christ had negro blood in his veins by w l hunter this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four survival of the fittest the question that confronts us now is will the black man survive or live through all the prejudice and persecution that he has to face in this country at the present time we answer in the affirmative because there is such a law in nature as the survival of the fittest persecution and prejudice will not annihilate any nation people or principle that god would have live or exist upon the face of the earth the jews were persecuted in egypt for a great many years and their persecution was of the severest kind even their children were ordered to be killed at birth and yet the hebrews survived under it all and multiplied the more they outlived pharaoh and his government and are living to-day and are a mighty power in the financial world this was because god judged them more fit to live than their persecutors no persecution and prejudice will not annihilate any nation people or principle that is fit to live or exist that has been tried in all ages of the world a people may be caused to suffer and suffer much as the negro has suffered in this country and as the jews suffered in egypt but neither has been annihilated by the persecutor and the negroes like the jews are multiplying as the sands of the seashore they are the only people that are increasing the american population to any considerable numbers through births the white population increases through immigration the negroes increase the population through births notwithstanding the great sufferings and privations through which they have had to come robbed and cheated and even murdered by the thousands besides having the lucrative doors of the industries closed against him all other nations and even the scavengers of other nations are invited to partake of the good things of america everybody and anybody excepting the black man he is refused a fair chance in life and is shut out and yet he has lived and not only lived but he has improved his condition by improving his mind he was liberated and left as it were naked without a handful of seed corn to plant and not a piece of land as large as his hand to plant it in if he had the corn not a horse or a mule or a plough in all god's world he did not have a house in which to sleep and not a dollar in the wide world with which to pay rent he did not have a tree to stand under to protect himself from the rain he was also left in ignorance as dark as the night because before the war it was a crime punishable by law for any one to teach him how to read or write but for all that he has reduced his illiteracy forty-five per cent in one generation our object was not to have much to say about the treatment which the negro receives in this chapter as we have already spoken of it in the first part of this book our object in speaking of it here is to show that persecution and prejudice will not annihilate him he is here to stay the abolitionists of this country started out with a principle 
and that principle was opposed by those who were against freedom the principle that the abolitionists started out with was opposed and fought in every conceivable way that could be thought of men and women wrote and spoke against it everywhere and in all parts of the country the abolitionists were persecuted in the most severe manner some had their printing presses destroyed some were dragged through the streets john brown was murdered charles sumner was struck down in the united states senate abraham lincoln was murdered the south spent nearly everything it had and lost thousands of its choice sons fighting against a principle that was just and right and lost the fight and the principle to which the abolitionists held triumphed because it was the fittest and therefore it survived the principle held to by the south whatever principle that ought to live will live and receive recognition of the best people and all the persecution and prejudice that can be poured upon it cannot exterminate it its cause may suffer but it will never die this is history and it has been true in all ages of the human family there was an effort made once by the majority of mankind to drive the principles of the religion from the face of the earth many thousands of years before christ but the fittest survived that is the true religion survived the principles held to by her persecutors this little handful who worshipped the true god was a small minority they started out against great opposition and met with prejudice and persecution almost everywhere the persecutors killed the prophets and later they murdered jesus christ the greatest of all the prophets they however murdered john the baptist just before him and later murdered all the apostles excepting one and still christianity continued to spread men may die but principles live on the persecutors may kill men as they always have done and are doing now but they can never kill a principle that is just and right and right according to god's rule of right in the persecution some christians were thrown to the wild beasts and were torn to pieces many women were torn to pieces while the milk was seen streaming from the breast some men were burned in the fire others were tied to two horses and these horses were driven in opposite directions and pulled the man in two pieces and others were decapitated notwithstanding all this christianity continued to grow and flourish they thought perhaps when they killed jesus christ that the doctrine of the true and living god would be done with but the fire grew larger and christianity spread all the more governors and rulers rose up against the principles of the little handful of christians and even united their forces against them but the principles held to by this little band of christians survived all the powers that opposed them and conquered and has raised her banner over or in every known nation in the world and to-day christ has more than four hundred and fifty million christians in the world thus you see the survival of the fittest we think that we have proven our statement that prejudice and persecution will not annihilate any people or principle that god wants to live and i think it is fair to say that if god had not wanted the dark-skinned people to live that he never would have made them when we speak of the survival of the fittest we mean from the moral religious physical and intellectual viewpoints as to a man or a nation surviving will depend much upon the moral condition of that man or nation immorality has been the cause of the fall of every man nation or tribe that has fallen since god made the first man history furnishes us with the information concerning the wrecks all along the road 
beginning with the antediluvian world and coming up to the present time the cause of the flood which destroyed mankind from the face of the earth was immorality and noah and his family survived the whole world of mankind because he was more moral than they the reader can see in this case also that the fittest survived he may also notice in this case as in all others that a majority amounts to nothing in the carrying out of this rule the survival of the fittest that is true of nations that have gone down this we make as a general statement without attempting to enumerate them and we think that all true history will bear us out in the statement the reader can see that much and very much depends upon the moral condition of a people as to whether they will stand or fall well says one do you mean to say that the negro is more moral than the white man and therefore will survive him i do not say that but i do say that god has not judged the negro as being more immoral than the white man or he never would have helped him and the negro would never have lived under the great persecution and maltreatment that he has had to endure for the last two hundred and seventy-one years i say two hundred and seventy-one years because the negro's persecution has never ceased it has been continuous before the war and since and he is by no means annihilated and never will be so those who hope to see that day will die without the sight moreover in speaking of his morals i am sure that they are as high as the white man's go into the city and count the houses of dissipation and find out who keeps them and who supports them take for an instance five hundred and you will find that at least four hundred and eighty of them are kept and supported by white people all the gambling houses are kept and supported by white men and in new york it is now stated that the houses of ill repute are protected by a white police force whoever knew a band of negroes to hold up a train and rob it and the passengers a thing that is frequently done in america but not by negroes whoever knew a band of negroes to tear up the railroad track and cause the train to run off the track and it full of passengers how many negroes have been known to set fire to people's dwellings in the middle of the night and burn it down while the inmates slept that is frequently done in america almost every week but not by negroes whoever knew a crowd of black men to take a human being or a horse or a dog out in the woods and burn him up alive this barbaric act is often done in america or in the united states but the negro has not been found guilty of any of these great crimes which i have mentioned we said that the survival of the fittest implies his religious fitness as well as his moral physical and intellectual now if a man's faith is wrong that means that his religion is wrong for a man's religion consists of what he believes and his morals consist of what he does and if a man's faith is incorrect his morals will be bad if therefore the negro's faith is correct the white american will never annihilate him because his system of faith if correct brings him in relationship with god and that means help for the negro and whoever god blesses no man or nation can curse physical the black man is evidently as strong physically as the white man what he is borne up under in the way of hard usage and being half fed and half cared for generally has proven that moreover his physical ability to endure as a soldier in the army is an additional evidence that he is physically as strong as his white brother mentally mentally the negro has not attained to that development that the white man has attained to as a mass and no one could expect him in one generation to reach the point of intellectual development 
that the white man has been more than twenty generations in getting to but the black man of america has at least shown the possibility of his race he has shown that he is susceptible of learning anything that any other race of people can learn the negro has shown that he has a stronger nervous system than the white american has and the strength of the mind depends upon the strength of the nervous system our proof is that the everlasting cry of insanity the shield and hiding-place of crime is seldom found among negroes another thought is that the black man seldom commits suicide and any people that commit suicide are weak mentally now the committing of suicide is as common in the united states as the rising and setting of the sun and yet how seldom do we hear of a black man resorting to such a great and unpardonable sin in order that he may be released from trouble or to hide his crime and shame the black man's mind is strong enough to bear his troubles of whatever kind and his troubles are great and always have been in this country because the american white people who are in the majority have always made life hard for him it seems to be the important part of their religion that is to make life unpleasant for the black man in every avenue of life and yet he has borne it all without resorting to suicide and without committing but very few murders of his persecutors white men would have committed ten thousand suicides and as many homicides since the war if they had been placed in his stead judging from the present conduct as regards suicides and homicides for it is that so-called superior white race that commits nearly all the murder that is committed in this country and the negro whom they have published home and abroad as being so brutal seldom commits either suicide or homicide and no man can refute this statement and what we have stated above is clear proof that the black man has the strongest mind of the two races and that he bears his troubles and waits upon his god who will bring him out all right in the end and he leaves this suicide and homicide business to those whom he would survive end of chapter four end of jesus christ had negro blood in his veins by w l hunter